Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody out there. Welcome to the Sports Bee with Richard Holdridge. I hope that everybody had a great weekend. We have got a lot to talk about on the show, including Georgia found their starting quarterback. The Atlanta Falcons embarrassed themselves after losing to a backup quarterback, and they had the bye week. What is going on in the ATL? And the Atlanta Hawks are making moves. I'm excited about that. I'm going to talk about NBA free agency, but first, Georgia has found their quarterback. JT Daniels becomes the first Georgia quarterback to throw for 400 yards and to throw four touchdown passes since Aaron Murray back in 2013. It was a great performance and Georgia could not get the running game going. They had less than 10 yards. Mississippi State was matching them score for score, but JT Daniels showing off his arm, throws a touchdown pass on a third and 20. This is crazy. I have never seen a Georgia quarterback like this air it out. And it was an exciting sight to see. Now there was speculations on that he was hurt in the opener against Arkansas and that he should have started. He was supposed to be the starting quarterback in the beginning of the season, but he was hurt. But Kirby Smart just went with a hot hand and let Stetson Bennett start the rest of the way through. I think if JT Daniels would have started the Alabama game, Georgia would have had a shot to possibly win that game or make it even closer than what it was. I definitely feel if JT Daniels started against Florida that Georgia would have won that game. It's not time to make excuses if you're a Georgia fan. JT Daniels is only a redshirt sophomore. You're going to have two more years of this. There were talks that Mississippi State's defense is not all that great, and that's why JT Daniels' numbers were a little bit exaggerated, possibly, but he's still making those throws. It doesn't matter if there's a corner draped all over the receiver. He's putting it in the breadbasket. And I have yet to see that with a Georgia quarterback in a long time. I did not see that with Jake Fromm. I did not see that with Aaron Murray. And I did not see that with David Green. Georgia has been waiting for a quarterback like this for a very long time. And as they take on South Carolina next week, just let JT Daniels throw the ball. Give him the confidence that he needs. Later in that game, he got a lot of confidence as he was poised in the pocket. We had a lot of action in the National Football League to talk about. I don't know how to explain the Atlanta Falcons game against the New Orleans Saints yesterday. It was embarrassing. There, I said it. 24-9. to The Falcons had a 9-3 lead and then gave up 21 unanswered points to Taysen Hill, who was flawless. He passed for over 200 yards. This is a gadget quarterback that Sean Payton likes to put in third down situations. And he got the start over Jameis Winston. And the Falcons had no answer for him. Where was the pass rush? They haven't had a decent pass rush since John Abraham back in 2008. They whiffed on Tack McKinley, who failed two physicals, couldn't even get a spot on the 49ers when the 49ers need a pass rusher. He failed a physical with the Bengals. Right now, he's currently unemployed out of the league. And Vic Beasley, he had one great season, and they had to let him go. He just wasn't worth the money. 
the Falcons need to get a pass rusher first because the offensive line, you have five players that are all first round picks, yet Matt Ryan was sacked eight times in this game. What are you doing? And then offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter is abandoning the run. It's so frustrating when you're watching these Falcons games, and I don't give them a chance next week against the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders played the Chiefs very tough last night, and they should have won that game, but Patrick Mahomes had a last-second touchdown to Travis Kelsey, and the Chiefs are trying to keep in pace with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So with the Falcons losing this game, Raheem Morris, he's done as a head coach. He's not going to be back next year as the head coach. It's frustrating when you're watching these Falcons games. Julio Jones gets banged up. Some, he comes out of plays. Anytime he's out of the ball game, it's just feast for the Saints secondary. Saints didn't even have their best player on the secondary. Marshawn Lattimore wasn't even playing. And also, the Atlanta Falcons just came off a bye. This is your rival. You're not even competitive in this game. It's so frustrating. Falcons should be embarrassed. They should be ashamed. And guess what? They got to play the Saints in two weeks. So they better fix some things and make adjustments because Drew Brees is going to be out for three weeks. So now you're going to take on Taysom Hill again in two weeks. Good luck, Falcons. I hope that you can at least salvage the season and get some victories. But it's time to look at a new regime for 2021 and possibly maybe even time to look at a new quarterback. I'm not saying Matt Ryan is done. I'm just saying look for a backup quarterback that can take over for Matt Ryan when he retires. It's not going to sit well in the locker room, but there's some quarterbacks out there. Zach Zach Wilson from BYU. You have Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Kyle Trask. You also have Mac Jones. If the Falcons could draft Mac Jones in the first round of the NFL draft, he would be an outstanding backup quarterback and possibly could take over for Matt Ryan. But one thing that Dirk Cutter does not do well as an offensive coordinator is make adjustments. Not a very good creative play caller, and it's the same old, same old. You have the talent. You have Matt Ryan. You have Julio Jones. You have Todd Gurley, who has shown flashes of his old self. And you have decent wide receivers, Calvin Ridley. Russell Gage. You have decent wide receivers. Hayden Hurst is a decent tight end. Where's the creative play calling? Where's trying to move the chains? Falcons know how to move the ball between the 20s. When they're taking on a, a dominant defense, you can't even get out of your own way. Good luck trying to move the ball on third and long when that defensive pass rush by the Saints is coming your way. Cameron Jordan had three sacks. Demario Davis out of nowhere sacking Matt Ryan when it was an all-out pass protection play where the receivers were in coverage and Matt Ryan couldn't get the ball out. Matt Ryan is not making good decisions. You've got to throw the ball away. Have you not learned your lesson from the Super Bowl? When you were in field goal range and you took that sack when Trey Flowers sacked you and you had to punt and then the Patriots tied the ball game 28-28? Come on. I, I'm so frustrated as watching these games. Living here in Georgia, you know, I have to watch Falcons games and I'm just frustrated. Alright, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the NFL games because we had some pretty cool games. First off, I want to say to Joe Burrow, I hope he gets better. He tore his ACL. He's out for the season, but he will be back. That has got to be tough. You're a Bengals fan. You're a franchise quarterback. Your rookie quarterback's been putting up 
great rookie numbers this season and he tears his ACL. It is tough if you're a Bengals fan and I hope that he's able to recover. We had the Cleveland Browns. They're now seven and three and they are, they're in the driver's seat for the wild card as they defeat the Eagles 22 to 17. There's something wrong with Carson Wentz. The Eagles are still in first place, but they just don't look like the same team. You had the Carolina Panthers defeat the Detroit Lions 20 to nothing. <clears throat> PJ Walker from the XFL to the NFL. He was undefeated as an XFL starter for the Houston Renegades, and he wins a game for the Carolina Panthers. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers rolling. They are 10 and 0 as they just dominated the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road 27 to 3. And that Thanksgiving game against the Baltimore Ravens is going to be huge if the Steelers can continue to be undefeated. The Baltimore Ravens lost a heartbreaker, a walk-off in overtime by Derrick Henry, and there is really something wrong with the Ravens. Six and four right now. Titans move their record to seven and three. They are tied with the Indianapolis Colts, but you look at the Baltimore Ravens. They've lost two straight, lost to the Patriots and lost to the Titans, and now they got to take on a Steelers team that's undefeated on Thanksgiving night. It is a tall task for the Baltimore Ravens. And right now, if the season ended today, Baltimore would not be in the playoffs. Tennessee is tied with Indianapolis because Indianapolis wins a game over the Green Bay Packers in overtime. It was one of those games. Aaron Rodgers, he does this every time. I tell you, he's at the six yard line with about a minute and change. And he throws a bomb to Valdez Scantling right at midfield. And he gets the Packers into field goal range unbelievable. It was a third and long, and he just chucks it up in the air, and Valdez Scantling catches the ball, but he goes from goat, but he had a great play, and then in the overtime, he fumbles the ball. Indianapolis recovers. DeForest Buckner, how oh, I miss him. I wish he was on the 49ers. And Rodrigo Blankenship, the talented kicker from the University of Georgia. I remember him making all those great field goals back in the day, and he gets the game winner, and the Indianapolis Colts are now still in first place in the AFC. South at seven and three, tied with the Tennessee Titans. And Green Bay falls to seven and three. And now the New Orleans Saints, who have rolled off seven straight victories, the New Orleans Saints are now in first place in the NFC. If the playoffs were to start today, the Packers would be the third seed. So Green Bay loses a tough game. They got to play the Bears on Sunday night football next week. The Dallas Cowboys make a comeback and they defeat the Minnesota Vikings. Andy Dalton returns. He looked pretty good and he had three touchdowns and they win a game. They're now three and seven. They're just a half game behind the Philadelphia Eagles for the final playoff spot. Minnesota is now four and six. Their playoff hopes are, are in serious jeopardy. And now the three and seven Dallas Cowboys will take on the three and seven Washington football game. The three and seven Dallas Cowboys will now take on the three and seven Washington football team on this Thanksgiving. So that makes this football game more interesting because it could possibly be for first place. The Washington football team defeated the Cincinnati Bengals. You have three teams in the NFC East that are three and seven and the Philadelphia Eagles are three, six, and one, which I think they will lose to the Seattle Seahawks on Monday night. And you also have the Giants that they had a bye this week. Next week, they will take on the Cincinnati Bengals. So it is possible where you can have the winner of the Cowboys Washington football team game win the game and have sole possession of the division or if the Giants win next week they could be in first place 
So it is really exciting to see all these games in the NFC East as they try to win the division and get a home playoff game. That would be very interesting. And of course, the Sunday night game, the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm excited about Thanksgiving. I'm excited about the slate of games. I always watch all the Thanksgiving games, even if they're not competitive. That first game, the Houston Texans taking on the Detroit Lions, even though their records, three and seven, four and six for the Lions, even though their records are not very good, Deshaun Watson is a fun quarterback. He's exciting. They defeated the Patriots over the past week. And Deshaun Watson taking on Matthew Stafford. I still watch that game. That's when the family is getting food ready and getting prepared to cook. And then the primetime game, always the Dallas Cowboys, which I have family members who are big Cowboys fans. We all sit in front of the TV and watch that game. And this is going to be interesting because you have the Washington football team going up against the Dallas Cowboys. And of course, the primetime game when just about everybody's in line for Black Friday, probably not this year, but the Baltimore Ravens will travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pretty interesting games for Thanksgiving. Looking forward to that. All right, I want to talk about NBA free agency. It kicked off over the weekend, and we had some teams making moves, especially the local team here in Georgia, the Atlanta Hawks, which right now on paper, they look like a legit team. They picked up a lot of veterans, including small forward Danilo Gallinari. They picked up point guard Rajon Rondo. They traded away Dwayne Dedman for guard Tony Snell to the Detroit Pistons. And they matched the offer sheet of Bogdan Boganovich from the Sacramento Kings. Of course, the Kings have a couple days to match that offer sheet. So if they're able to get him, this would be crazy for the Atlanta Hawks, who already drafted Onuka Oroku, the talented center. They got Clint Capella in a trade last year. Capella hasn't even played a game for the Hawks. If you look at this Hawks team, they are a playoff team with a possible contention in the Eastern Conference. I already said before that they do have a shot at possibly reaching the NBA Finals, but I don't think anybody's beating the Lakers. The Lakers added more firepower by getting guard Dennis Schroeder and forward Montrez Harrell. Two talented players off the bench. They have more depth on the bench. They parted ways with Dwight Howard. He's now on the Sixers, but they also signed veteran center Marcus Saul and the Lakers are trying to do it again. It is going to be crazy in the NBA. We have players reing up with their teams. Jason Tatum getting a big deal from the Boston Celtics. You had Donovan Mitchell reing up with the Utah Jazz, which means is John Collins poised for a max contract with the Atlanta Hawks. John Collins seems to be the heart and soul of this team. You saw how competitive the Hawks were without him in the lineup. And now John Collins is hoping to be the centerpiece of the Hawks franchise. I also forgot, yeah, the Hawks also signed Chris Dunn over the weekend. So GM Travis Schlenketh is making moves for the Atlanta Hawks, and I cannot wait for this 72-game season, which will kick off December 22nd. It is going to be great. Locally here in Columbus, you have the Columbus State Cougars, which will kick off their exhibition this Wednesday night up in Athens. They will take on the University of Georgia. What will that Georgia team look like without Anthony Edwards? Now, this is not a game that actually counts. This is an exhibition game, so it'd be good for recruiting for the Cougars. And the game's also going to be on SEC alternate. So if you want to catch the Columbus State Cougars in action, I went to a game last year. They are very competitive, and we'll see what they do in the Peach Belt Conference as 
their regular season play will start in January of 2021 and is going to be exciting. Not sure what the Lumpkin Center is going to look like with pro COVID protocols, but it's going to be great. I hope that Columbus State has a good season. Also, the Columbus River Dragons will play in 2021. So come on out to the Civic Center, see some minor league hockey. It's going to be a very special year in Columbus in 2021 because we also have the summer league baseball team that will play at Golden Park. I want to thank all my listeners who have downloaded my podcast faithfully. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. Remember, I'm doing this show three days a week. Even though we got Thanksgiving coming up, I still am going to do a show on Wednesday. I plan on doing a show on Friday. It'll probably be produced a little bit later in the afternoon as I make my football pick but it is Thanksgiving week. I hope everybody has safe travels. I know the CDC has warned people of traveling a great distance, but I know I'm going to be traveling myself with my family, and I hope that everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving weekend. Enjoy Black Friday. As we get ready for the holidays, I will talk to you soon. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.